Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 4. What is that stuff? Silly putty with a bang. Welcome to season four of and Memories, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, here we are again. Here we are again, driving down our back alley. I'm back. I'm back from my trip. You're back in action, and we've missed every second of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, Greg, you're back. Hi, David. I missed you. Welcome to Mullets and Memories, everyone. I'm your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. (laughs) This is episode 71 of Mullets and Memories. Today, Gregory and I will be discussing season four, episode seven, Deadly Dreams. Mm. But before we jump into that, Greg, uh, first of all, again, welcome back. Hi, thanks. Uh, I want to also send a quick... Thank you again to Nate for kind of jumping at the last minute. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um, he did great. I was thinking about this, Greg. Um, but as as I'm thinking about, so now you've 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 been you're you're absent for two episodes. Uh-huh. Nate has now been in for about seven or eight episodes. I've been on every one this point. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you're the Dalton. No, no, no. You're you're the you're the Pete Thornton. Okay. In terms of um, appearances on the show, sure. Nate's the Jack Dalton. Mm-hmm. I'm the MacGyver. Of course. Where's your hair? <laughs> I can't grow it any further than this. You're just going to grow out a rat tail? <laughs> is that it, what just, it's make? it just curls into little ringlets around Blech. the back of my head. It looks gross oh. now. It doesn't look good. Because <laughs> my hair's thinning on the top, it just looks terrible. But yeah, so <laughs> did you have a good little vacay? Yeah, uh, my wife and I went up to Montreal for a couple of days and had a grand old time. That's awesome. I was yeah. happy to. And I know that I think I got a text from you after Nate and I wrapped the second episode that you had gotten home and it was well after nine o'clock yeah we actually drove by here really close on um the other road whatever that other street is oh yeah yeah yeah. i thought about you it's a six hour drive that we allowed ourselves 12 hours to do so okay did you take full advantage of the 12 yeah we did all kinds of fun stuff that's good that's good and i'm glad and i think i think there was no there was no way in your head or in my head that like you were going to want to come back here. our heads our heads were empty our heads yeah. couldn't have done no way you're going to want to get back in your car and drive from where you were back to my house no i wouldn't have done that no. nope. so so i anyway again nope. thanks thank you to nate i appreciate you and uh he he is going to be back actually next week he does want to he wants to come back for for another couple oh, episodes so boy. i'm i'm excited to have him back but anyway Greg, you've had a chance to catch up on the episodes you missed. I did. I watched the two episodes that you and Nate covered. So we'll take a few minutes, and we'll. we'll I want to hear Greg's thoughts on episodes five and six, uh, Collision Course and The Survivors. <laughs> so, uh, Greg, take it away. What are your? Uh, let's start with Collision Course. Where, Col- where, where'd you land on that? What are your thoughts? Collision Course. That's the car one. Yeah, it is. I I really I watched it just the other day. That's the car one, right? <laughs> okay. So yeah. So I I I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Um. 
in the end, I'll just go through my mullets right off the bat. I gave it one mullet for the single location. It was pretty much all on the racetrack. I yep. thought that was fantastic. I gave it another mullet for the racing because the, the racing was intense. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, in, Mag- in MacGyver, uh, Richard Dean Anderson did his own drive. Which, I, the, yeah, that automatically got a mullet That's for me. great. I gave it one mullet for Mo, the, uh, the, the video switching engineer. I did too. I did the yeah. same. <laughs> I was like, at first I thought he was a dick and kind of, kind of a, 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 a moron, but yeah. I'm like, he's actually really pretty funny. It's a fun character. Yeah. yeah. And then I gave it one mullet for the plastic engine because that's just crazy. I thought it was, yeah. I'd like to see it. And I, all I could think of those those plastic engine models. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I actually gave it half a mullet for Strickland because I want to, you, you, so we talked about this earlier, but I want to hear the timing all sorts of work works out. So if, if anybody remembers back in the 80s, there was a car called the Hugo mm-hmm. and it was notoriously bad. Yep. Um, but the man that was primarily responsible for getting that car over here, his name was Malcolm Bricklin. Mm-hmm. And Malcolm Bricklin had a, a car company. He, he, he started Subaru of America to import Subaru and all that stuff. But he had a car called the Bricklin that was – the idea was the car body was going to be um, acrylic, plastic, and fiberglass. Mm-hmm. So, And this is all happening at the same time that this episode came out. So in the, this MacGyver episode, there's a car. It says Strickland on the front. And there's this guy, Malcolm Bricklin, had a car called the Bricklin, L-I-N, as, as opposed to A-N. Yep. But um, it was just a very interesting parallel. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm like, it's all kind of happening at the same time, the 80s. Um, Bricklin was probably was happening just a little bit before this episode came out right. a couple of years. But it's it's all right up there. Plastics, and He was going to say, cars. you mentioned that they, they had a plastic component on their car, uh, uh, yeah, Bricklin, it was all, it was right? All pla- it was acrylic plastic. I just... You, when you said that tonight, when we were, before we recorded, I said to myself, and I said to you, like that can't be a coincidence that, like, all around the same time that was happening, you got the plastic engine, you got, you know, you got Strickland and Brickland. Like it just it yeah. made sense. So it, it worked. It was too. It was too um, obvious. Yeah. So yeah, I gave it a good a good run. But you guys, you and Nate, really uh, really covered it well. So I, there's not much more to say about that. I think I have. That's my mullet rating. Well, you what guys did we got? Three and a half? I, I gave it four and you a half. You gave it four and a half. Oh, I, re- that's right. I really enjoyed it. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Um, and I like the, how the hospitality tent just had a fountain in it. <laughs> just one chlorinated fountain. Specifically to, to drown O'Malley. O'Malley. <laughs> yep. And yeah. for the gem to be found in. Exactly. That was it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, um, so there's that. All right, good. So four and a half for you. That's awesome. That's a, that's a higher rating yeah, than I, I anticipated. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. I actually really like. I liked the racing episodes. Yeah. And plus, we learned more about MacGyver's backstory, how he used to be a Formula One driver. On the European circuit. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So, next episode we had for you was uh, the uh, episode 70, which was The Survivors, which was- uh, Correct. For me, this is in my personal pantheon of MacGyver episodes. Just uh, Yeah. This but- one, it, it got me right off the bat. Like, I loved it. There's a lot of great stuff in it. And I, I wrote in my notes, anything that starts with a helicopter is great. Yes. It was awesome. And, yep. and, and of course, we learned MacGyver does survival training. Of course, of course he does. He does. Yeah. Of course he does. Right. Okay. He has a place called MacGyverland. And it also brings up, what the hell does the Phoenix Foundation do? Right. What do you do? Because this is now the Fa- Phoenix Foundation training facility. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, the, uh, the music was great. There's a whole bunch of stuff. But I- I'll just go straight to my mullets to get to the point yes okay let's do that yes so i gave it for i gave it one mullet for mac and pete mac and pete episodes are always solid because yep. they're two great friends absolutely they play good off each other and uh it's a lot of fun to watch them pick at each other oh yeah 
Pete will be the dad, then MacGyver will be the dad, and kind of back and forth, and they support each other really well. Yep. Um, I gave one mullet for all the survival woodland stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said it's fun to see Pete dirty. Yeah. Like covered oh, yeah. in dirt and sweat. And so uncomfortable. And just really like out of his <laughs> element. But he actually, he, he's still in his element. He's just he's just rusty. Oh, yeah. He's comfortable. Yeah, but he's, definitely. Yeah. Um, and to see him climb around on MacGyver land on that ropes course he made was brilliant. Poor, it was fantastic. Poor Pete. Poor Pete. <laughs> poor Pete. Um, one mullet for the small plot and the simple antagonists. It was MacGyver, Pete, and those two other guys. That was it. There were only pretty four, much four primary cast members. Yeah, and it, it was great. It, it, they didn't need any more, and right. it was all really self-contained. And as our thing goes, the smaller the plot and the cast, the better the show. I would agree with that. Um, one mullet for the affection between the two men, between Pete and MacGyver. It's a bromance for the ages. Oh, it's such a bromance. It's so good. One of the original bromances. Oh, my God. It was It was <laughs> like, I wanted to see these guys. <laughs> well, so there was a, a thing where I wrote, oh, Pete. He, he Basically, Pete wanted to do this ropes course or whatever with MacGyver yeah. so he could wash out in front of a real friend. I, that, I mentioned that in the last... It was yeah. just... This, it was, uh, I, that got me. I'm yep. like, if Pete's going to bail, he wants a friend to do it. He wants a friend to watch him do it. And, yep. I, and, I, and I wrote a weird thing. They decided to go foraging at night in the dark. Anyway, that was just <laughs> another thing. Um, and one mullet for Pete, again, questioning his abilities. Yep. Like... He's like, am I really good at this? Can I really do this? But he, he just is a he's a boss. He just comes through. Oh, he always he does. He just comes through. So that it was a five mullet episode for me. Yeah. Um, and uh I really would have liked to talk to you about it with Nate as well. Uh, but we'll hit that on the recap at the end of the season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's it's classic status for me. This so is, good. It's gonna be hard to sort of take this one out of my top five. Yeah. Um except if we get one well, this 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 season's Murdoch episode. Which is coming up quick. Oh, God, that's right. I forgot about that. Cleo guy. rocks. That that's gonna be Miss Cleo. That's gonna be <laughs> Oh Miss Cleo rocks with Murdoch. Miss Cleo, see your future man. Murdoch rocks. <laughs> Cleo Cleo rocks Murdoch. Oh, but we'll save that for episode seventy three. <laughs> because <laughs> that's coming up all right so you go five and a four and a half that's yeah. that's awesome mm-hmm. i'm i'm mighty i'm really happy that you like these episodes it was great um once again welcome back and i am ready to get into this episode with you shall let's we do this where are we now all right once again this is uh season four episode seven deadly dreams so when you that the porn music that you heard <laughs> was not an actual pornography um macgyver porn was not MacGyver porn. MacGyver erotica. It, it was not MacGyver erotica. Oh, we haven't had that in a while. No, we're gonna we're gonna we're writing a book. Dave and I are um, writing a, a screenplay about MacGyver called MacGyver. Just MacGyver erotica, the movie. M- the the movie. <laughs> Mullets and hands. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So the music you actually heard was a police car pulling up to a house, and inside were our Pete and MacGyver, and they're basically staking out a crack house. Um, not in the house. They're in the car. They're in the car. Yes, they're, they're not. They're not like doing crack off of prostitutes. They're, they're pa- Pete's pla- passed out, ass up. MacGyver's like shaking in the corner. That is not what we see. <laughs> they left that on the cutting room floor. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that apparently the Phoenix Foundation is now in in the market of is um, the police department has contracted the Phoenix Foundation to make a device that is easier to break down. A door to yeah to breach doors instead of using the tank that yeah or a battering ram or a battering or ram they use a, an explosive device where basically what MacGyver does is he's got these four remote triggers he puts them on each corner of the door he 
activates them all and then he sets it off and when he sets it off it's enough that it takes the door without actually like causing any external damage uh-huh. knocks the door off the hinges mm-hmm. and blows it in so that yeah. you know it's a little catches them more by surprise than a battering ram or a tank yeah and right. so they're in the car and they see a prostitute go in and she's she's making a buy she's getting you know she she buys a handle of crack. Yeah. A handle of crack. A handle of crack. <laughs> she buys a big handle of that, crack. I don't know if you could carry enough money on your person to no. buy a handle of crack. <laughs> I don't know how much crack she bought, but she definitely bought she definitely bought some cocaine. And so this is I love this first scene of the whole thing. So MacGyver goes in and they're they're moving pretty fast. But I, I thought it was funny because it was just MacGyver and the one cop that stormed the house at first. The loudest cop ever. Yeah. <laughs> Standing right. behind her. He's like at the gun. He's like, All right, MacGyver, you go ahead and blow that whenever you're ready. Yeah, go right at and MacGyver's like right up by the door. He doesn't have any body armor on. He's just by himself. Right. Planting these charges in the corners of the door. And then opening this briefcase that has all these switches and dials in it to right, control everything. Right, right. I'm like, oh, come on. So convoluted. Yeah, it's so unnecessary. And so he flips on, you know, one, two, three, four. He flips on all the charges. He hits the button, but all but, and all but one charge goes off. Right. Basically rendering the door not. Yeah, they like didn't blow the door damage, but they, it's not off its hinges, so they still can't get in. So they have to get the battering ram. Well, no, so... Oh, no, so the, this the loud, one cop, the loud this cop. woman comes running up <laughs> ah, with a battering ram, like a, you know, a handheld battering ram, <laughs> yes. and just, bam, smashes the door, and they all pile in. And so they're, like, running for the... You know, the crack the crackheads are, like, they've got all the... Co- they're trying to, like, dispose of all the evidence. Yeah, they're, they're trying running, to throw it down. all different, like, ah! Like running all different directions, trying to throw it down the sink and the garbage disposal, down the toilet. So yeah, so one one of the dealers flushes the crack down the toilet, and uh, he runs. And MacGyver's like, "Well, there it goes. That's all we need." And you hear one guy go, "No, nope, I got it." Wait, what? Where did that? that come from? No, I got it. It's right here. And they're like, "MacGyver, move the toilet." What? <laughs> and he slides yeah. the toilet over, and there's just a guy like standing underneath the toilet, and he's like, "Yeah." Got it right here. Got it right here, like <laughs> under the floor, like the toilet. It was like a fake toilet or something. Yeah. I don't know, but it had... Re- okay, so a weird aside. Do you remember several years ago, there was this gentleman, I say gentleman, in the most loose sense, this <laughs> this creepy scumbag that was hanging out in the latrines in state parks? I do vaguely remember this, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is happening around Maine, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude... Climbed down into the latrines. I remember the bit. Yeah, I remember bits to get and his jollies watching people piss and shit. What the heck? Well, that was my next thought of that. Like, what if there was like still a turd in that? Toilet? I know. And the guys, because these guys clearly, he's got the he's got the he's, the piping is undone. Yeah. He so took, as soon as it goes down, it's just gonna fall right into his. You can't do unless he cut the pipe. I'm like, it would be great if like they, they MacGyver pulls the toilet aside and the guy's just like covered in sewage. It's like, got it. I got to go. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, how far would you go to get your jollies off climbing down a latrine? How far would you go to get your job done getting a face full of shit? Right. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah, so that was my first thought. I was like, well, what if there was a giant dookie in there? <laughs> and so so anyway, so they, they, they recover the crack, and we cut back to the police station, and we meet... Uh, one of the the main the main the main er the main characters of the episode. Her name is Murphy, 
and she's bitching about the failure of, of MacGyver's device. She is not behind MacGyver. She is not behind the Phoenix Foundation bringing this in. She wants to bring the tank back. Like yeah. she wants all the old. She, she wants do- to do it the old way. She doesn't like new technology because it's unproven and unreliable. And Max's argument is. We have to prove it. We have to test it. Right. Or nothing's going to change. The criminals are going to get smarter, but we're just going to be stuck right. in this like this old school. And she's like, I, I at first really didn't like her, but I wrote down, I write, wow, uh, Murphy is the strongest female character oh, yet. Oh, easily. But she's a total dick. She really is. But she's the most believable female character so far, right off the bat. I would agree. because, And we also get a nice character shift that doesn't seem out of left field mm-hmm. about halfway through the episode, which we'll obviously we'll get there. But yeah, I mean, she is a hard ass. She right. refuses to accept that MacGyver's way is going to happen. Because she's the, the most like strong, like uh, just the way that... Some of the other ones, like some of the assassins and stuff, you, they yeah. come across weird. Yeah. Like, remember that one woman that r- kicked that guy down the elevator shaft? Yes. Uh, in the opening to the season, this, I think, right? No, it was the season three. It was Lost, season three, lost right. Love. Yeah. Right. Like, she was kind of strong, but then didn't, the character didn't go anywhere. Right. And then like, she got like, blown like, up in a, yeah. in a frigging tool right. shed. Yeah. So you need someone. <laughs> this woman, she can she can go toe-to-toe with MacGyver. She with is. Because, because, like, I love this because MacGyver's like, listen, like, the tank is the reason the government, were, like, we were forced to come in and come up with this alternative. And, like, Murphy's like, no, I'm not going to give you a second chance. Like, you're done. That's it. We're yeah. bringing it back the old way. And then she calls him MacGriever. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's MacGyver. She's like, whatever. I, I had to rewind it twice. I thought you said MacGruber. It sounded like that at first, right. yeah. But no, I was like, nope, definitely she called him MacGriever. MacGriever. The Chronicles of she, MacGriever. Oh, my God. MacGyver's alter ego, MacGriever. Oh, so, but again, yeah. Super strong character, really like right off the bat, you know she's in control, she's mm-hmm. got charge of this thing, and <laughs> I just, yeah, she she came right out of it and she was not going to let MacGyver do anything that he wanted to do. Right, and so basically he's like, well, I'm going to do it on my own now. Right. I, I'm not going to have her help, which is kind of weird because she's the captain, right, or something? She's she's the head of some, one she's of the, the, head one of the, 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 uh, no, um, not homicide, um. I can't remember. Narcotics or something? Yes, that's yeah, what it was. She's a, she's a narc. She's the head of the narcotics division. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. So we cut away to a mental hospital, mm-hmm. and we meet a, uh, one, of the, one of the inmates. His name is Dr. Zito, and he's talking to a guy he named- He makes some good pizza. He does. Dr. Zito's pizza is one of the, some of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, extra cheese, stuffed stuff crust. Yeah. Bacon stuffed crust. So good. So good. So he's talking to this prisoner across the way. His name is Eric, and- Dr. Zito is like con- trying to convince Cross. His name is Eric Cross. So he's trying to convince Cross that she, quote unquote, he doesn't reference a name. He's like, oh, she's going to come. She will be your blessed messenger and take you to Valhalla. Like trying to convince him that like whatever, whatever, whatever he's planting in Eric's head is going to get him into Valhalla. Right. Um, and so he sends Eric to lie down and then Eric passes out. Yeah, but completely passes out, and he Zito calls for the nurses who come in, and they they're trying to like figure out what's going on, and they were like, "Oh, clammy hands, shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a heart attack. We got to get him out of here." Yeah, because he's like, <gasps> like shaking. Yeah, and yeah. Zito's trying. You know, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll right. be fine. He's like, "You'll be fine. Go lie down. I promise you, she will come and she will take you to Valhalla. Go lie down." And then he has that the heart attack. So the nurses bring him into the infirmary to try to stabilize him, mm-hmm. and. One nurse leaves, the other one's getting the, the syringe ready, and we see Eric get up from behind and kills the nurse, Yeah, and he escapes. Yeah. 
And it was pretty... Like, strangles the... Gosh, yeah. Strangles him with, like, a piece of rope or yeah. something. With something. I don't know. Yeah. While he's still, like, all shaky and sweating, like... Oh. Yeah. He still has the strength <clears throat> to do this and escape. It's, he, esca- he escapes um, from the mental yeah. hospital, which they don't show it, obviously, because, like, he would have... I would imagine, like, him escaping from this would have taken a lot longer. Yeah. Because there's probably more than just the one nurse slash guard slash... Mm-hmm orderly whatever you want to call it but anyway he escapes sure so we cut back to mac and i think he's in like a parking garage of the police department he's mm-hmm. he's testing the device again on like a door on like just a like a makeshift door frame yeah this is the funny thing so they're obviously in the the parking garage or parking area for the police department there are squad cars down there there's all kinds of stuff down there and right. it looks like it's a parking parking lot right underground um so mac has set up a door frame like a you know like you would build a set a door frame on on a support so the door is standing up by itself and he's preparing to test his detonators down there <laughs> yeah the ground level of the parking garage right awesome. with people wandering around no safety equipment on nothing <laughs> and just like a card table with the with the uh, controller on like it. he's and he's and he's like 8 inches away from the back of a car well the first <laughs> time the first time he actually used it what that when it failed which went made murphy mad during the stakeout did you see it was like it was like they all flashed like magnesium bright like and yeah. he's just like right there with no safety glasses watching the door it's like on the doorstep like this yeah 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 so ridiculous so he tests it and sure enough three out of the four go off again mm-hmm. he gets pissed and he kicks the frame now the reason <laughs> i say that is because did you catch that there was a split second delay from when he kicks the frame to when he starts to feel the pain so yes. he goes like he kicks it bam ah, ah! like yeah there's like a one second delay from when he kicks it to when he actually feels the pain in his foot yes it just made me laugh i'm like well this is the first time we really see macgyver start to crack oh yeah like we've seen him get frustrated before and like feel down on his luck but this is the first time he kicks something oh yeah then he's like this isn't working (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and he loses his mind he gets all pissed off and yeah it gets all grumpy and and pete's there he's like come on macgyver right Come on, pull your stuff together. And, you know, Mac just doesn't want to hear any of it. And before he can kind of have a chance to try this again, uh, Walker kind of comes down and he calls Pete and MacGyver and says, listen, there's been an escape from the mental hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, We need everyone we can to hunt down this man, Eric Cross. And so we're going to put you guys on the task force. That is not what they contracted them for. I know. And and I was like, wait, task force? contract wait what right, right. and i wrote what the hell are they doing right yeah like, these are civilian dudes here to help like d- design new devices and help the department not to go on a task force to cr- to track down escaped mental patients right. they contracted the foundation to create the explosive device did they call the phoenix foundation be like listen we need your two best guys to be on our task force oh let's well, pete just, MacGyver. Keep, just keep pete macgyver for a couple more days yeah like yeah yeah so <laughs> just crazy immediately now now pete and macgyver are on this like serial killer tra- task force like they have to hunt this guy down right so i like the next <laughs> little bit here when they have the meeting yeah 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 so so murphy's like chewing everybody out and um walker who i think he's just he's like the chief i like, think he's the, the chief, chief of police yeah. so he's going over cross's file and apparently cross um he used to stalk what he referred to as loose like loose women basically yeah. is what they what they said in the show mm-hmm. and he would stalk them he would like sort of like woo them mm-hmm. like he would bring them back and then he'd slit their throats yeah 
and 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 then and eventually I don't know I don't know if it mentions how many women he killed. Yeah, nine. But the nine women. Okay, so they incarcerated him. So they put him mm-hmm. in jail. And they said two months prior to his escape, they said everything just stopped. Like he settled down in prison. He stopped trying to kill himself. Like things just like went radio silent. It was yeah. just really off behavior for him. Yeah. And so they're they're anticipating at this point that Cross is going to go after his last victim. His name is Candy Farrell, who I guess survived the mm-hmm. last attack and testified against him. Mm-hmm. And so um, Walker kind of orders everyone to go ahead here and you know track him down. He's like but, Walker's like I want ninety percent commitment from all of you. No, yeah, like, what ninety percent commitment? Well, what was weird though is like they all got together. And Walker's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna have a little brush up on serial killers here. Uh, Mr. Pete Thornton will do the rundown. I'm like, I, I, wait, I, so Pete is an expert on serial killers, apparently. And it was a sh- it was a shitty presentation. It was too. terrible. <laughs> it didn't he didn't say anything. It was like 30 seconds of yeah, um, he's a uh, you know tends to stalk people yeah. and this and that and like like very generic non-information right. like, yeah, and like, that was it all right listen up everyone now wikipedia says that uh, serial killers are are men or women <laughs> who kill for pleasure uh repeatedly in uh, uh the different different places but usually the same sort of stuff um and sometimes they wear pants <laughs> Sometimes they sometimes they don't. Don't wear. Sometimes they wear argyle socks. It doesn't. It. it uh, Wikipedia. Uh, the reference here says that sometimes sometimes they don't wear socks. That is that is true. <laughs> sometimes they might be wearing sandals. Uh, they may or may not be wearing jewelry, uh, wristwatch, or rings. <laughs> things of that nature. <laughs> See, everyone's just like, <laughs> does he know what he's talking about? Uh, and um, oh, look, I think I left a chicken in the blender. I gotta go. I gotta get my whipped bean curds. <laughs> right. So yeah. So anyway. So Walker's like, I want ninety percent commitment from all of you. I'm like, really? You're trying to catch a serial killer, and you don't want them to be giving this all is of where, it. This is also where Murphy kind of starts losing it a bit. And she's she, like, yeah. She she gets assigned to homicide. I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and she's like, no, I can't. I, that's not what I I want. I can't do that. And he's like, look, you have to. I'm or, like, I'm ordering to. You you got to work with these guys. Not not like MacGyver and Pete, but other people on the task force. Right. And you're being pulled from narcotics, and you're going to work with a homicide division because you know the streets so well from like, working yeah. with the narcotics. We division. want you on the front line for this assignment, right? And you'll know where he went. And you'll you'll be able to find these weird places. You'll be able to know the same people, right? Like, and she's. For some reason, not into it. She is. She ref- trying to refuse at all turns, and Walker basically like throws the hammer down. He's like, "You don't have a choice. This is right. It. It's, but it's your job." The, so I liked. I liked Murphy. However, she was starting. She became a little black and white. Like yes, there was no nuances in her her aggressiveness versus her her uh, vulnerability. There was right. nothing really in between. Right. Um, but I. She was still good. I still liked her a lot. So. Pete sends MacGyver to the uh, the mental institution to try to figure out like clearly Cross faked a heart attack. We got to mm-hmm. figure out how he did it. So she, he sends Pete sends MacGyver over there because MacGyver's a trained detective. Of course he is, and Mac- Pete can send him there. Of course he can. Pete has the authority to do everything. That's true. He works. He's for got the all his sources from Wikipedia. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. So then we cut to uh, Wikipedia. 
Hey. hey, that was not scripted. No, we should we should start a website and it, it should Wikipedia. All be it's things just, that Pete Pete Thornton knows. It's just, but it's just like it's like Wikipedia. But every link you click on just takes you back to Dana Alcar's profile. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's like, oh, I want to learn about Aardvark migration. It just takes you to Dana Alcar's page. <laughs> Aardvark <laughs> migration. <laughs> so, all right, so. We cut to the next scene, and we're at an adult video store. Of course, we are. And we, uh, well, they, at one point they refer to it in the later, in the next scene they refer to it as the the arcade man. They refer to this guy as the arcade manager. So right. apparently, it's an adult arcade. It's like some uh, some Matrix character. I didn't realize that I'm in the, the arcade 80s, manager. Yeah, I didn't realize in the eighties they were referred to por- porn stores as the adult arcades. Yeah, but anyway, so we see Cross, and he's talking to the manager, and he's like, "Hey, do you uh, do you happen to know a Candy Farrell?" And uh, the manager's like, no, I have no idea. I, I mean, he's like, yeah, I mean, I recognize the name, but geez, I haven't seen Candy in forever. I don't know. I don't know how long it's been. And mm-hmm. uh, Cross was like, do you mind if I if I give you my phone number and my name? If she shows up, do you mind just kind of give me a call so we can reconnect? Yeah, I really like. Well, that. The, the arcade manager offered, if you give me your number, I'll get back in touch with you. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Which now I love this because Cross leaves and the manager calls the cops immediately to tell them yeah. what happened. Which this is like a wicked trope in TV shows where like when a situation like this arises, like you get a serial killer and then they're they're talking to like just an everyman. That other guy starts getting sweaty and like fumbling and trying to like figure out. Oh, I don't know. I don't, like really, mm-hmm. ner- this guy was cool and yeah. calm. Like just really held it together until he left. And I just thought it was handled really, really well. Well, like he he kind of. I'm sure he recognized him right off the bat because he right. had he had the newspaper because he flips the paper over and right. sees the you know st- serial killer escapes and he calls the police. The the manager does and. Um, Murphy shows up and they start investigating and when they call the number they realize that it's a fake number for I can't remember what it was. It's more porn. It was another Oh, it was an adult line. It cost 5 bucks a minute. Yeah, because it cost $5 to call that line. <laughs> oh. Oh, can we like right off the well, bat? Let me go ahead and just call that back. I yeah, just, let me, I just um, want to make sure was it really $5 a minute? I'm just I just give me 5 minutes on this five, phone. I just want to verify 5 more minutes. Yeah, 30 bucks. <laughs> Got thirty. Can I? Can, do you take uh, cashier's checks? Do you take? Uh, can you just uh, collect third party out of state travelers' checks? Can you? Can, can I? You, can you forward this to my own personal phone number? <laughs> oh man! I need you candy, candy. Could you just please call me? Call me, call candy. Me. Just please call me, candy. Call me, call me, candy. Oh man! Where did this I go? No. Anyway. So we're back at the hospital. Now, this is one of my favorite scenes in the whole episode right here. So we're back at the hospital. Was it? It was. I, I think I know. I commented on this by myself here. So the orderly <laughs> takes Mac to Eric's cell, and we see Zito. He gets a phone call from his lawyer, quote unquote, and it's actually Cross, and they're having a quick conversation. Cross is actually across the street mm-hmm. from the porn store, and he's yeah. watching everything go on down there, uh-huh. and he sees Murphy... And Zito's like, you follow the plan, you use those phosphorus timers that I gave you, and this all needs to be set up before midnight. Mm-hmm. And once you kill Murphy, you will gain a place in yeah. Valhalla. Yeah. And it, we're, you're sitting there, not this, actually this wasn't the scene, but I liked this part, but yeah, he's. I'm, you're thinking this is like Valhalla, he's like, what the hell is going on here? Because you're still unclear right. as to what the hell uh, Zito is talking about. So basically, like, Zito... There's some plan moving forward that Zito wants Murphy dead. 
Right. We don't know why yet. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on with the situation. And he's but... utilizing the 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 uh, promise of Valhalla for um for what's his name Cross for Cross. Jeez, I yeah. wanted to call him Carl <laughs> for Cross to to accomplish this task. Right. Yeah, but he right. says you have to do it by midnight, or else you'll, you won't get into Valhalla. Right, and, and so he, he keeps he references like these phosphorus timers. Yeah. He's like, set all these phosphorus, get them all set up before midnight, but make sure that you are ready to go by midnight, otherwise you won't gain access to Valhalla. Right. Um, but you have to make sure that, that Murphy Murphy is dead. Right, um, she's there with you. So so Mac is in Cross's cell at this point. He's like looking through, and he sees all these like sketches of like Viking warriors and like funeral rites, and like like you know, it's like people flying overhead. Mm-hmm. And um, Zito sort of like sidles up. You see him come up in the background, and he's like from his cell. He's talking to MacGyver, and he's like, "I wonder if you're really up for the challenge of finding Mister Cross." Uh, I think I am. And so yeah, and so he and MacGyver like go back and forth. And as MacGyver's talking, he's looking around, and so he finds he finds this little piece of like plastic. Mm-hmm. Folded into the shape of a cup, and he says it's and it's it's filled with like like white powder. Yeah. So he puts a little bit of water on it, and it starts to like smoke out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like I kept thinking this whole thing. Like I'm shocked you didn't taste the yeah. substance again. <laughs> MacGyver has a thing of <laughs> tasting random substances, mostly white powdery substances. Oh, that's coke. But he sniffs it, and he like recoils, like oh, oh, oh. but I was <laughs> shocked that he didn't just like. Stick his tongue in there and just start like... Oh, yeah, it's good Coke. It's it fresh. really good. Mr. MacGyver, that's not Coke. That's borax. That's, what are we going to do with all this <laughs> borax? <laughs> so... Right. Borax, sir. Oh, man. Do we want to talk about bad taste for a little while? We could talk about <laughs> bad taste all day. <laughs> so, he explains uh, the orderly. So, after MacGyver leaves and he comes out with, uh, with the but, little... But, uh, but Zito said something to MacGyver. What does he that say? That freaks him out. What does he say at this point? Like, good luck, Mr. MacGyver. Like... He yeah. knows who he is. Right. He knows his name. Yeah. And MacGyver's like, oh, that's interesting. Huh. Kind of spooks him a little bit. Right. It really does. So the orderly outside explains to MacGyver that Zito has like a bunch of degrees. Like he's brilliant. Uh-huh. He's got a degree in genetics. Um, he actually killed nine people because of like- because, Oh, that was the nine people. Not Oh, not, not, not Eric. Not Cross. Zito has killed nine people. Right. Um, before he was- before he was captured and, and arrested, right? Um, he's 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 touted as a man with a very large ego, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like when that ego is challenged because uh, that makes him makes him upset. Right. He doesn't like feeling that way. So this is all very very Hannibal Lecter. Oh yeah, it's like so so. I totally got a Silence of the Lambs vibe yeah. off of this. But um, MacGyver's like he know who he knew who I was, and the orderly basically says we've been expecting you for some time. Word travels fast around here. He must have overheard it, and like, that, that's enough for MacGyver to just say like. That makes sense. Right, cool. Okay. That makes that makes sense. So, MacGyver asks the orderly. He's like, "Why don't you go ahead and check the maintenance records?" He's like, "I want to know if Eric's toilet as it was clogged. Yeah, if anyone had any maintenance problems in this wing, right? Any of the cells in the past couple weeks? Yeah." And he's like, "I want to know how many books Cross has checked out from the library and what they're all about." Yeah. Um. So we get back to the station, and Murphy is very quick to apologize to MacGyver for. Snapping. Yeah, she freaked out on him earlier. Yeah, yeah. And MacGyver kind of understands that, and and but then, <laughs> then she gets pissed again when immediately because MacGyver's like, "Tell me about Cross. What do you know about Eric Cross?" And then she like completely flips, changes. Not again. Cross Zito. Zito. She's like, "Tell me about Doctor Zito," and mm-hmm. she completely just like pulls another one eighty. I'm not going to talk to you about him. I can't. Oh, okay. And then she storms off to her office, right? And like has her hand head on her like hands and is like just really frustrated. And yeah. Really burnt out. And MacGyver kind of comes in. He's like. So what's going on? Like what? Yeah. What? What can't you tell me, or what won't you tell me? Right. Um. 
and she just gets more mad at him and he she leaves her own office which i thought was like bad motivation <laughs> right <laughs> but anywho and the macgyver basically follows her out and they have a, a frank little water cooler discussion at the water cooler right about how basically zito is the devil and she saw all the stuff he, he did to people and she couldn't messes with it messed with my mind yeah man. she she was in therapy for three months yeah and she just can barely if she looks at him or talks about him she'll lose her mind right exactly it was that bad it's yeah so whatever she saw i don't know if she saw all nine mm-hmm. victims but whatever mm-hmm. it was was enough for her to say i i can't look at this man no i thought she was gonna say i was married to him that would have been an interesting twist. Yeah, right. I <laughs> thought that's what that. she was going to say. Yeah. And I would have also been like, I hate this episode <laughs> Right, she said that. You throw throw that little um, freaking curveball in yeah. there. So MacGyver gets all the library books from the orderly, and he's kind of going over them. And he finds one, and he flips it over, and he finds one of the books missing a piece of plastic. From the, you know, like the like, library, the library yeah, the books have like cover. plastic covering. Yeah, it's missing. One of them is missing it in a in a V shape or like a like a half circle. Like someone tore it, like ripped it. And so, and according to the log, Zito was the last man to check that book out. And the the maintenance log shows that uh, Zito had a clogged toilet a couple mm-hmm. days ago. And so, you know, MacGyver's slowly starting to piece all this together. And so uh, Sweeney, who's the guy who's working with uh, Murphy, the one who who comes out and was like, yeah, this porn was like was five bucks a minute. Yeah. His name is Sweeney. So he comes out and he tells MacGyver, and he's like, we need to go figure out what's going on here. Let's go talk to Murphy. And um, the arcade manager at this point calls Murphy mm-hmm. after MacGyver starts putting this together. The arcade manager call, or the, the porn store manager calls. I yeah. hate using the word arcade. <laughs> he calls Murphy and he's like, listen, I found candy. She's at a porno studio in a warehouse. He gives this, the location, yeah. and um, he hangs up, and the camera pans out to s- reveal that Cross is like standing right behind him holding a knife to his throat. Right, and you assume he kills him. Yeah, because we never see him again. Never so we, see him again. We imagine that he has... Yeah, so basically, Cross is setting up Murphy by saying Candy, which Cross never found. Right. Um, legit. Like, Candy is not uh, is just a character on paper. She's we never, ne- we see, never her. see her. Yeah. He says that she's shooting a porno in an old warehouse downtown or whatever. Yeah. So. so we cut back to Cross's cell, and MacGyver's back, and Zito's like, do you have a theory, Mr. MacGyver, as to what's going on? And MacGyver's like, yeah, actually, I think I do. Mm-hmm. And so he's <clears throat> he says, he hypothesizes that Cross made a cup mm-hmm. out of that piece of plastic because it kind of holds... Mm-hmm. Zito, Zito made the cup. Zito made the cup. I'm sorry. Zito made the cup out of the um, out of the plastic. Yeah, like squished it into like a little doily paper cup. Yeah, and then he put that piece of plastic like inside a piece of paper to kind of hold it up. Uh-huh. And he basically what it was was he filled it with a diluted industrial cleaner, uh-huh. which. Um, what did MacGyver call ammonia it? or something? He calls it. I think Mac- MacGyver calls it alkalosis. Yes. Which is a simulated heart attack. Yes. Um, and Zito's like, well, um, Cross doesn't have the knowledge to distill mm-hmm. industrial cleaner. And MacGyver's like, oh, well, no, you you created it. Yeah, you like, did it. You did that, and then you used a roll of toilet paper to pull it across so it was to interesting. his cell. Because so, Zito was like, if I did it in my cell, how could he have gotten it? And basically MacGyver kicks a roll of toilet paper over to, to Zito leaving a trail you know it unrolls like a red carpet and leaves right. the toilet paper and then macgyver puts the the cap that he made uh the little cup 
on the end of the toilet paper, and Zito pulls the whole thing over. Right. And Zito, very good, Mr. Yeah. McGuire. And that's the other thing. Zito has a British accent. Yes. A, a, a European. Yeah. As, you know. I just loved this. Like, it's like a battle of the minds, because like, yeah. Zito was like, he's going to catch MacGyver at one point. MacGyver just throws right back at him. He's like, nope, this is how you did it. Yeah. But it was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely Silence of the Lambs, and like, very, but rushed. Oh, very, very rushed. Very rushed. Um, so MacGyver has, of course, figured it out that, you know, so you get Zito's like telling Eric probably like drink this and this will be what right. you need to. It'll get you out. It'll simulate a heart attack. It'll so get you out of here. You. Yeah. So we cut to Murphy and Sweeney and they're arriving at the, the porn studio. Right. And they're like walking up a flight of stairs. I don't know if they hear something. They hear something coming they hear from noise. Upstairs. They hear like porn sounds and music yeah. and stuff. <clears throat> and we see, we see Cross is waiting on the other side of the door. And when Sweeney opens the door, Cross just comes through the door and drills Sweeney in the chest with an axe. With a big Viking axe. Crushes him. Right. And he just, I mean, and again, you actually see the blood stain across his yeah. shirt after yeah. the axe like, hits. Blah. Yeah. Very, um, uh, what is it? The Shining. The axe yes. bit in The Shining. Yeah. yeah. And then Eric, of course, takes Murphy prisoner. Yeah, of course. Easily. Oh, very easily. Because she's armed. Yeah, of course. Like, that's a thing. Like they go, they go to look for a girl who is currently being stalked by a known serial killer, and only two of them go. Right. Only two. Right. Yep. Okay. That's, and they're jo- about right. They're kind of joking on the way up. They're hanging out. They're not really being serious. Right. And she is behind the guy that gets an axe in the chest. Just run out the door. Or jump down the stairs and shoot him. I don't know. I guess you can't You can't think on your toes all the time. I right. I suppose that's true. She was looking forward to seeing a good porno shoot. I, apparently, yeah. So so Cross ties her up, and then he goes out, and he tapes he tapes a book of matches to the ground floor entrance yeah. of the warehouse, and then he turns on two apparent propane tanks that I guess we so. would imagine that he brought with him. Let's yeah. just assume that's what it is. So that what would happen is if somebody tries to open the door... Mm-hmm. The matches would strike and then light I up the entire building. that is useless. Uh, that would not work. I don't think that would work. No. But, so that's what he does. So You'd have to kick the door open so it went really fast. It would have to go really fast. Because, Matt, yeah. you would imagine that someone like me open the door, it's going to yeah. be slow. It's not going to be right. enough to, to, strike a, um, to strike a match. Anyway, yes. So anyway, so MacGyver is trying to understand like why Zito helped cross. But uh, Dr. Zito's like, well, hey, MacGyver, time's running out. You got you got twenty minutes. He's like at midnight. This riddle will simply solve itself. Yeah, it was a good line. It was cool. It was neat. Yeah, and so MacGyver is like stressing out. He's like going over the sketches like over and over and over again. He's like looking at this and he's he realizes that there's like a theme of funerals in these sketches. And Zito's like, you know what? I'm bored. This game's over. And he walks away. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's okay. like I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Yeah, and MacGyver's looking. They're all they're all funeral ceremonies for Viking kings. He just like yeah. And so like Zito's just got really tired of like listening to MacGyver trying right. to deduce what's happening. He's like, yeah, I'm done. You just said deuce. <laughs> Did I? No, you said oh, de- deduce. You said deduce. Deduce. It's deduce. Um. So we cut back to the warehouse and cross. He's like hanging up these these milk jugs mm-hmm. filled with water, and he's um. He's putting phosphorus in every single one of them. And yeah. there's probably, what, well, six I or thought, seven I thought, of them? I, I mean, I guess he said phosphorus. I, I was thinking, oh, maybe that's sodium. He mentions the phosphorus timers. Okay. All right. In that last thing when he's talking about, yeah. like, going to Valhalla. Yeah. And so he's putting phosphorus inside each of these milk jugs. He pops, I don't know, probably a half a dozen uh, sleeping oh, a handful. A handful well, of sleeping pills. So the idea is he's going to go to sleep. Right. And these 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 t- milk jug timers, much like the water clock. Yes, it's gonna he's gonna p- 
poke holes in the bottom of these jugs that are filled with a liquid. I guess it's water. Maybe it's kerosene. I think yeah, it's kerosene. It might be kerosene. Um, and preventing the phosphorus from reacting with the oxygen in the air. Right. And as it drains out through that tiny little hole like a timer, yep. then the phosphorus will interact with the oxygen and poof, blow up. But he'll be asleep because he took a handful of pills. Right. But he took a handful with like the tiniest little sip of water. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just, just a little dry cram. Just like, oh, just swallowing. This and thing. I would imagine that they're capsules. And if you've ever taken yeah. a capsule, if you don't have like at least a half a half a glass of water, that shit's gonna stick right. to your throat. Yeah. He's just like, oh. so I'm just. It would be like eating a handful of birdseed. Just like, oh. And that's what he did. That's what he did. And right. It was ridiculous. And then he's like, I'm gonna be getting sleepy soon, Miss Murphy. Right. And so and he, he just, gets into a boat. <laughs> yeah, because it's a Viking funeral. It's a Viking funeral. So MacGyver is, again, still looking at sketches, <laughs> and he's he realizes- That Cross that, drew himself. That Cross, yes, exactly, that Cross has drawn. And he notices that there's a, there's a Viking woman in here, and she's being burned at the stake. Mm-hmm. And he's looking up, and he's saying, he's, it's at the Valkyrie. He mentions the Valkyrie, and how the Valkyrie was sent there to take her to Valhalla. Mm-hmm. And he concludes, he figures out, he's like, Zito, Zito is convinced that Cross, he convinces Cross that he could purge all of his sins mm-hmm. by achieving Valhalla. And by doing so, Cross has to sacrifice a handmaiden chosen by a Valkyrie, mm-hmm. and Zito set himself up as the role of Valkyrie. Yeah. And so Zito, like, he, he basically put this whole thing together so that Cross would kill Murphy and give the doctor his revenge essentially because murphy was the one who put zito in prison mm-hmm. hurting zito's ego right and basically like fucking with his mm-hmm. um uh, reputation right so and it all comes out right there so it all comes out that was it so zito is the one who put this whole thing together jesus so cross is just just a tool yeah a tool for zito's revenge right that's it and he's using the the valhalla promise of valhalla to get this all done exactly uh, and macgyver notices that the valkyrie is normally a woman Right. However, in this drawing, it's a man. Yes. And he that's where he starts putting the two and two together. Right. He's like, oh my God, it was you. Yeah. You you did all of this. It was a really nice reveal. It was. It was really well done. Well done. Absolutely. Like, like, that's the thing. Like, I wish that this episode was a movie. Not a MacGyver movie, but like a movie. Like It would have been really fun. But you'd have to yeah. stay away from the Silence of the Lambs kind of thing. Which is, it was very similar because they were using Hannibal Lecter to get knowledge to help it stop another serial killer. Right. The parallels were so great. Right. Um, oh, absolutely. But I thought this was very clever as well. I did too. And I thought that the end, like like what Cross was doing, basically he had like a boat, he had he had, he had had Murphy tied to a post in the building. Right. Like the handmaiden. Exactly. Um, and he was just going to, those... those Phosphorus water jug timers, milk jug timers, were going to just burn the whole place down. Yeah, and he would be asleep through all of he it. He was not. He wouldn't have known. So that's exactly what we see. Mm-hmm. We see Cross lay down on the boat, goes to sleep, waiting for his ascension. You know, waiting yeah. for his ascension to Valhalla. And uh, prior to this, MacGyver had called and told some of the officers, like, "Meet me at the warehouse at this address." Mm-hmm. So MacGyver arrives and immediately is like, "He's like, yeah, that's propane." He can hear it through the door. He can hear the hissing and he smells it immediately. Like, I don't know. Have you ever? Taking a propane tank and open the valve. Yes, nothing happens. No, right. I mean I've, I, I mean it's hooked up to my gas tank, ga- on my my grill. But when I turn on my propane mm-hmm. and I turn it on, I can barely hear. No, but if you a hiss, if you had the loose propane tank not hooked up to a grill or anything, right, and just open the valve on the tank, 
gas would not come out of it. Oh, okay. It's, they're designed not to do that. Right. So I don't know how that happened. Maybe it was different in the 80s? I don't know. I have no idea. It's in MacGyver land. Exactly. MacGyver, I guess. MacGyver's concept of time. Yeah, MacGyver's concept of time, MacGyver land. Um, not his ropes course. Right. But MacGyver land. Right. Uh, propane tanks leak exactly. all the time. So he smells the propane, and he uses motor oil to make the uh, the frosted window translucent enough so he can see through it. Right, that was clever. Was I cool. like that. That's I like cool that. Trick. And so that's where he he confirms that it is uh-huh. the propane tanks. And so, but where did I liked where he got the motor oil from? He went dumpster diving. Of course, he did, and found motor oil in a dumpster, like a half nearby. a container of motor oil. Right, poured it on a rag and smeared the window with motor oil. Not only did he find that, but he also found a half full cup of soda right to defeat the match trigger right by just dripping soda on the match heads he just right. slowly cracked the door and dripped soda on the match heads whereas if he had just opened the door slowly right nobody wouldn't have right wouldn't and have i was off. just like oh, okay whatever right so anyway he gets the door open he shuts off the propane tank and he starts working his way up up the stairs and he, the door's locked and MacGyver realizes that this is the moment that he has to his his door busting device. He's like, it has to work this time. Of course, he has it with him in his of car. Of course, he does. He carries yeah. it with him everywhere. So this is his validation. He's going to use his door breaching widgets, right. And blow the door open, and he does. It works. It right. works a hundred percent because he fixed it. And so he the door blows and it goes down, and the phosphorus timers have gone off, and the the, the warehouse is starting to go up pretty quickly. Right. And MacGyver runs through. He unties it. He unties Murphy. He unties it. He unties Murphy. Jeez. And then the two cops show up and they carry Cooper, who's passed out because he took probably right. a dozen sleeping pills. Cooper. Yeah. Cooper. Right. Yeah. He take. Right. They take Eric and they get him out. And we. Who's Eric? Eric Cooper. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> um, so we cut back to the finale of the episode. Oh, but there's there's a little joke here. So, like, when he unties Murphy and got her out, like, yep. just before they left, he's like, don't worry, we had 30 seconds to get you out, 30 more seconds to yeah. get you out. Yeah. But it took a reference that we skipped over in the beginning. She was mad because when Max breaching devices didn't work, they lost 30 seconds and lost one of the bad guys or something because he got out in time. Right, right. Um, so he, he brought it back. He's like, don't worry, I had 30 more seconds to get you out. Yeah. Like, you're going to make light of this right now? This poor woman, like all the shit was she's almost been burned through, to death. Not burnt to death, but had to deal with Zito and all this shit. And now you're just gonna be like, ha ha ha! I still had thirty seconds. Rib rib, gotcha. Right, right, exactly. Oh god. So Cooper, of course, is being returned to the same cell that he was put in before. Exactly across from Zito. Really smart. Good idea there, guys. Um, MacGyver's like, well, Mr. Uh, doc- Mr. Dr. Uncle Zito. Mr. Dr. Uncle Zito. Your plan has failed. And um, Zito's like, uh, no. I, I wonder how our dear Dr. Murphy is, um, and he points to his head. He's like, I wonder how she's... Um, Was she a doctor? No, I'm sorry. He's what a doctor. What the David? He's like, I'm wondering how Miss, uh, Miss Murphy is... Um, handling things yeah and so then we we, we MacGyver cut. well MacGyver says well why don't you just ask her and we hear the cell door at the end of the at the end of the hall open and Murphy comes in like really quietly and she's got her head down she walks over and she's like she turns to Zito and um you think she's gonna really kind of like bag it at the, at the end here's like she's not gonna be able to do it and then we get this closing scene here with this uh this little clip Murphy's gonna be fine Dr. Zito 
I believe he smiles at the freeze frame here, too. He, he does. Oh, you just avoided a funeral pyre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, very nice. And so that's that's where the episode ends. So like, she kind of confronted her demons, and she was able to stand up to Dr. Zito, and Dr. Zito, once again, just has that defeated... He looked defeated at that point. I don't, I don't know. A guy that crazy with that kind of ego, he's not done. Oh, no. no. I would love to see a sequel where he does the exact same thing with Eric. <laughs> Just completely does the exact same thing for him. Just pick something entirely different. Pick something different. Right. Instead of Valhalla, he's just like, well, yeah. you know, I, I can't think. But it's funny, though. Smart. There's a bit where, where Max says, you you put all this mumbo jumbo into his head. Like, into, into Right. And I'm like, wow, MacGyver's calling Viking beliefs mumbo jumbo. That's pretty bold, Max. Of course he is. Because <laughs> he, he doesn't can, believe in anything. Can. Do you think Max's a nihilist? I do. He doesn't as, care as about opposed anything. to an atheist, yeah, he's a nihilist. He, he just doesn't believe in anything. He doesn't care about anything. I believe in nothing. <laughs> we believe in nothing, Lebowski. <laughs> we believe in nothing, MacGyver. <laughs> I'm. I believe in. No- I believe in nothing, Peter Thornton. We come back and we cut off your Johnson. You cut off my what? I said we cut off your Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and then we likened <laughs> MacGyver to the Big Lebowski. Um. So yeah. So overall. <gasps> I cut off your Johnson. All right. Thank you. <laughs> good episode. Yes. Really good episode for me at least. I um, liked it. I liked I liked Murphy, probably one of the strongest female characters we've had in the show mm-hmm. in a long time. Um yeah, she was just really good. I liked the subtle not merely subtle. I liked the shifts of her character, like she was really struggling with trying to deal with Dr. Zito and how she was gonna do it. Um I, I just thought she was a good foil to MacGyver. So I gave it a mullet for for her calling him McGriever. <laughs> I just thought that was great. Um, I gave it a mullet for Doctor Zito. I just liked his back and forth with MacGyver for most of the episode, and I liked that. I liked that there was just really long, drawn out plan to get his revenge on on Murphy. Yes, um, I loved uh, a mullet. I gave it a mullet for the battle of the minds with he and MacGyver, like MacGyver deducing how he did it. And I gave it a mullet for just the whole, like I said, the whole plan being executed as well as it was. Yeah. Even though it didn't, it wasn't executed like right up to the last minute, it didn't go through. I gave it a mullet for that as well. So I gave it a four. Okay. I thought it was great. Okay. I thought it was a very well done episode. Well, I gave it uh, one mullet for the clever plot, even though it was very Silence of the Lambs-ish. Oh, yeah. I liked the the Valkyrie thing and, and, and figuring out going to Valhalla and trying to get him to do all that stuff. Right. So that was pretty cool. Wait, Cross. Yeah, that was the guy's name. Cross, right? yeah. You said something else at the end. That's why it was... You said Coop. Did I say Cooper? That's why I was like, Did what I the say hell? Cooper? Yes. Oh, That's sh- like, what the hell are you talking shit. about? I'm an idiot. Yeah. And I was like, what? what? Coop? Coop? I want you inside me. <laughs> Oh hey, how's how's it going? Um, so and one mullet for getting frustrated. I like seeing Mac freaking out and kicking stuff. Yeah, uh, and I gave it uh, a mullet for the Silence of the Lambs ripoff. Even though, even though it was related to the plot, I kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, so that's three mullets, but I could give it three point five just for fun because there was something there I liked. But I, yeah, I three solid, a good solid, entertaining one. Okay, good. That's it. All right, that's it. All right, excellent. So you go three and a half. You say. Um, or you want to stick with a three? Let's stick with a three. It wasn't okay. groundbreaking, but I could be like in a, in a tiebreaker. I could I could you could go I to the bump. It okay, up. Yeah. excellent. So a three and a four, awesome. 
Um, yeah, I just overall, I think it was a, it was a good episode. Let me tell you, man, season four has been fucking strong. Right. Like right. people say, I think people. I've read a lot of stuff saying like three was like where the peak has hit. Yeah. This is. I mean, we've had not one week episode. No, these are all really good in this in this season. So they're just been, more entertaining. It's been really really entertaining. So. I just want to make a note too, uh, Zito. Uh, I said Zito's Pizza earlier. Um, but there was a place I grew up in, in, in lower Manhattan and there's a place called Zito's bread. I yeah. remember going there as a kid in the, in the village. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. It was good, fresh, fresh bread, but clothes, I think. In, in did it mess with your mind when you it, ate it? It did. It made me want to, it made me want to, uh, get a handmaiden and, and, and burn everything and go to Valhalla. <laughs> burn everything at the stake. Burn, burn myself in a giant bread canoe. <laughs> Zito, uh, make me the giant, biggest loaf of bread you can. I'm going to hollow it out, and I'm going to go to Valhalla. <laughs> make me the biggest bread canoe you can. Um, <laughs> hey, Greg. Hey, Dave. You want to know what's coming up in the next episode? Boy, do I ever. All right, next episode is season four, episode eight. Ma Dalton. Uh-huh. Jack Dalton finally tracks down his long-lost mother, only to discover she's a fugitive. And the police, a corrupt Justice Department official, and even a bounty hunter are all after her. We're going to just save our thoughts for the next episode, I think. Um, <laughs> at the time of this recording, Greg and I have watched this, and we have, um, we've got some thoughts. And um, we'll, yes. just, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let episode 72 take over for that one. So, uh, oh, it's going to take over. It's going to take over in a really hardcore way. So, <laughs> so that's going to wrap it for this week. Uh, if you liked this episode and you liked what you heard uh, and you were, you were happy that Greg was back, um, let us know by email. Let us blow your mind at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at Champa Klein. You can also find us on Facebook at Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind. You can find us on uh, Twitter at Blow Your Mind 14. Um, ChampaKlein.com is our website where you can find all of our three current shows, um, archived episodes um, for your listening pleasure. So uh, please, uh, please give those a listen. Uh, and throw us a rating on iTunes. Um, all the ratings, uh, any ratings would help uh, make us more visible to, to other listeners. Uh, we've still got three and a half seasons left to go here uh so we uh we'd love for we'd love for more people to to revel in the greatness that is uh that is macgyver's hair oh yes um, can you imagine taking a nap in it oh man you'd just be so warm i'd, be so I'd sleep warm. for days it'd be like a nest a big <laughs> nest a bird's nest do you think do you think now before before we end here do you think like with like chuck norris who has the fist in his beard do you think yeah. MacGyver just has a fist in the back of his head? Do you think he just has another <laughs> mullet? <laughs> like, I guess, like a, 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 a Russian nesting dolls of mullets. <laughs> you just you pull one off. It's like a wig, and there's just another one under it taking yes. its place. Yes, please. He's like his his hair is like a shark's mouth with teeth. There's just more of it. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it's what it just is. Just got more mullet. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the director's cut, the final, final, final episode after right. the movies. You really have to search for that one. Um <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap it up here. So for Mullets and Memories this week, I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. Have a great week, guys. Well, then maybe it's time for a